Hey, I'm Pat B. And I'm Adam Willis. And you'll listen to The Geek Down here on WEMF Radio. Uh, uh, I'm bobbing the side. You know what's going on? I hear a train horn. Yeah. And everything else sounds like... like hold on a second. Maybe if I clear my... <gasps> <clears throat> It's a little better. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Geek Down here on WEMF. I am Pat B. In the house, I looked to my left, the man who bitch slapped the Kraken. His name is Black Adam Willis. <laughs> yeah, covered in wires, too, as you can see. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on, Pat? I'm doing okay, my man. We're yeah, working yeah. out some technical kinks. Ah, we'll be house. all right, though. I want to thank you, though, for uh, holding it down for me last week, man. I was uh, I ran into some trouble. That's all good. I mean, <laughs> we just have to be here well. Little, little do people know, this man won a Purple Heart for defending <laughs> President Trump from, 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 yeah, I was in the front uh, lines, from, from yeah. a volley of common sense. Uh, he made sure. <laughs> that's the last show, bro. That's the last show. No, no. Welcome back, man. Glad to yeah, see you yeah, alive yeah, and well. Yeah, absolutely. And this man in good health. And you heard some other voices. We're not alone in the house. We actually got a full roster mm. of lunatics tonight. <laughs> I look across the table at the man himself. The myth himself, the legendary legend who plays League of Legends. And I'm not <laughs> Now, okay, welcoming in house our good friend Kevin Harrington. Hello, everybody. This guy, looking extra shaggy, my friend. I am. Right. <laughs> of course, let's not forget the illustrious, um, uh, the jerkiest of the young. I don't know, I don't know how to I'd actually no. put that in, but joining us, uh, special guest from the young jerks. Oh, yeah. Uh, Pest Pizza. Oh, you said it right. Well done. Was there, was there, nice. Oh, my bad. No, you said it perfect. Okay, cool. Yeah, that? no, nobody does that. Nobody does that. How right do the they do time. it? Oh, okay. They call me Lauren Pepsi. Pepsi? Pepsi, because oh. my name looks like Pepsi. No, nah, no, nah, we always got to back for 70. Welcome. Yes, thank you for not handing me to a cop in the middle of a protest. I, I always appreciate that. <laughs> All right, and of course, the man you see across from me, this gentleman right here. If you're watching on Twitch, by the way, you'll see these handsome faces. And the gentleman himself, the dude who runs the streets. You know him as Orange Juice James. <laughs> peace, peace. Don't, don't set that bar too high. I don't know if I try to take these Orange streets and come out after me. Yeah. All right, man. All right, all right. You know him as the bottom feeder. <laughs> you don't know these streets. the low. I'm not Nino Brown. I'm, I'm Kareem Akbar, educated brother from the bank. Uh, I'm that guy. <laughs> all right, all right. Cool, man. Welcome. Thriller Priest. Peace, fam. Glad to be here, as always. Uh, welcome back, my brother. It's been a while since we brother. saw you, too. Hey, man, just been hustling, doing the family thing, man. You know how that goes sometimes. We're just glad to be back here doing it. Yep. All right. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. And we rebuilt him. We thought we had the technology. He's not stronger. He's not faster. <laughs> but he's here in the house. <laughs> just Johnny. Yo. <laughs> All right. And, of course, we can't start the show without acknowledging the man who keeps it sounding crisp and delicious every week. I'm talking, of course, about the scruffiest of the scruff. <laughs> the roughest enough. I have no other rhyme for this word. DJ Herbert Herb. Hi. Woo. Herbie Herb. <laughs> hey, hey. How's it going, guys? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like we're calling Loveline. No, no, no. We get a little low, but keep but be, Tell me be, what's wrong with you. Yeah. This, this dude, this dude. No, no, no. We got an action-packed, fun-filled show for you. We got to start with a bit of sad news, though, man. Dude. Uh, Jonathan Demme, yeah, yeah. That's is, he's one of my favorite directors. Absolutely, uh, most people probably know him from uh, the Silence of the Lambs. Mm -hmm. But uh, Stop Making Sense, obviously the Talking Heads uh, movie, probably the greatest concert movie ever filmed. People might say the, the waltz, the last waltz. They're gonna be wrong, but uh, this is. <laughs> well, you wouldn't, you wouldn't say the Metallica, uh, um, 2014 movie. <laughs> probably not. It, it wasn't bad though, but uh, yeah, no. Um, Married to the Mob, uh, yeah, something that, wild. That, right you like that one? Um, so many, and I think most recently too was another concert film was uh, Justin Timberlake's movie for Netflix, mm -hmm. which is actually really good too. I'm not into his music so much, but man, that guy can film 
a performance and uh, just really I didn't know he was sick I didn't know it was wrong I still actually don't even yeah, know how he passed me dude you dropped this on earlier today yeah I like, yeah I, I got it the other day and I kind of was like you know did a spit take but uh, Rachel getting married another one a few years ago and he was just so good um, at just these, making these kind of big budget yet yeah, really personal films all of them incorporated music into their and the films that are like you can really tell that was a passion of his as well he had a style um, man that's the one thing you don't really see from cats who do generic pictures when you can acknowledge the director's style specifically right and especially like if you look at a movie like uh, The Science of the Lambs you know what I mean it won all these awards and it's a big movie and it's one of the like those uh, the canon films for horror mm -hmm. and everything introduced Hannibal Lecter but those close ups of that film unknown actor by the name of Anthony Hopkins <laughs> right who I'm, 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 I'm kind of upset he hadn't done anything since then right yeah nothing yeah never heard from that guy again right yeah but the, the close-ups in that film the close-ups in that film just like the this, it's all style it's just a, such a wonderful picture if you go back and revisit it and uh, and I went back and revisited a bunch of his movies recently just to kind of you know just uh, remember him a little bit after Wait, hearing that news. How about so. this? Because this was completely under the wire, This was, man. happened just a few days ago, so it was probably three Damn. or four days ago. I'm surprised you didn't hear about it. Nah, dude, man, <laughs> please. I've been... Sorry to, sorry to drop that on you today. Yeah. Nah, it's, it's, it's okay. It's, it's, you know, I mean... it's, it's And nice where the hell have you been that you didn't hear about it, too? childhood is dying <laughs> off. I know, even I heard about piece. it. Right. Wow, okay, thank you. Way to rub it in. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I heard about a P. Where were you? Like, yeah, right? I don't know about any of the stuff we're talking about today, but I did hear about that. Man, this is my support structure, y'all. Oh, just a heads up mm -hmm. um dude man i mean it's always sad to hear that someone you knew from childhood someone whose work you appreciated uh mm. has passed on and we've been dealing with that a lot i think it's just yeah man it's just i think it felt like last year like every week that we did the show or yeah, something like that right. and then like it's actually kind of carried over and it's still mm. happening and then i didn't really i hate opening the show this way i hate talking about it but at the same time it's just like these guys are you know huge influences and in, like uh some of my favorite uh, artists essentially so it's definitely uh, uh something i've been thinking about and like i've been going back like i said and watching these movies and it's given me a little bit of comfort i guess well i'm glad you at least got to check out his work you know in acknowledgement and homage you know mm -hmm. yeah sure yeah but how old was yeah. he pass man because I, I, I don't know he was up there i mean he's he definitely had left a, a long body of work too you know what i mean he, he wasn't a slouch he you know 20 30 plus movies mm -hmm. so he, he was getting up there in age i don't know like i said i don't know how sick he was i don't know like what it was over the last few years i know there was yeah. he was working on some tv show mm -hmm. and the tv show aired that episode and they did a little uh, thing to him as well at the end of it but mm -hmm. yeah still a still a major bummer a major blow for film yeah dude i mean rest in peace dude Jerry absolutely so yeah. yeah that's all i have anyway all right so. bring me down dude mm -hmm. all right you know i think we we could use a little Little pick me up, a little lighthearted fair. Yeah, you got some. Well, speaking of fairs, <laughs> speaking um, of fairs, yeah, yeah this will uh, pick us right up. This yeah. is a mm, over the mm. last couple of weeks, dude. If anyone's, uh, oh, first of all, <laughs> in between seg segments here, if you're not watching, if you're just listening to us, you can also watch us on Twitch.tv/slash/TheGeekDown. If you tune to it right now, you can see John Lee fiddling with cameras and messing around with visuals all over the place. My pretty face over here, my pretty face over there, and the rest of these suckers in the room create an atmosphere for me. <laughs> all right, um, yeah, like I said, I'm the one covered in wires. Too. Just do it. Yeah, seriously. Hey, man. <laughs> that, you plugging me in? If, if that is your kink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but... um, Tentacles, maybe. Wow. Recording from Japan, yo. 
Um, no, 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 no. The no, actual man. story here is the Fire Festival. If this name sounds familiar to anybody, <laughs> yeah. Uh, recently, the Fire Festival, a uh, company in collaboration with Ja Rule of all people. <laughs> yeah, promised, hey, don't, uh, don't throw Ja under the bus. I'm throwing Ja under the bus. Ja it ain't his that, that, after that toast he gave to it. Yeah, I'm sure you read that. <laughs> I did right? read that. Yeah. Oh my Say God. it ain't so, Ja. Man, a prominent figure. <laughs> Anyone who doesn't know, this was a festival, a music festival that was supposed to be held over the last couple of weeks. Um, For and well to do millennial. Turns, yeah. pretty much. Yes. Yeah. It's like Coachella mm-hmm. in the Bahamas. In the Bahamas. We while saying this, it wasn't specifically targeted to you. Gotta be, you gotta be in this tax bracket to come. It wasn't like that. Yes, it but was. But the ticket prices, Kinda, yeah. but the ticket prices kind of implied that. We're talking right. like upwards of five thousand. No, 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 no. That's starting, <laughs> bro. Was, they had yeah. packages yeah. for two hundred and fifty grand mm-hmm. packages, man. What? Like from yeah. five grand to two hundred and fifty mm-hmm. grand. Like you got that much disposable income. Yeah. My level of sympathy is yeah. not really there. So but I'm wanna, sorry, Pete. If you want to take out a bank loan to see Ja Rule. Well, in 2017. And Blink-182. Yeah, Blink-182, <laughs> a bunch of other bands. Oh, yeah, that's not... That's the best I've heard about it is the first-hand uh, report of this guy who was hired to do it, and then he ended up quitting because he's like, this is not going anywhere. Like, he sensed it, like, as soon as he stepped on. Because yeah, when he was boarded, this was supposed to happen, like relatively quickly as uh, when he mm. got hired and he's like you, none of the legwork has been done yeah people that like got people hired, there was no vendors there there was no tops. campsites nothing was built mm. none of the bands had been paid yep to so who's not familiar with the uh, with the total story uh people brought bought tickets to this show it was basically targeted targeted towards more affluent well-to-do people mm. probably suffering from affluenza, affluenza. <laughs> <laughs> but uh they the bought tickets and uh, went to this island in the promise of a uh, a, a, a festival spanning two weeks um, it was going to be featured on a private island. Private island, formerly owned by Pablo Escobar, featuring all the butt naked no. models and you know stuff you want. Yes. Yeah, it was supposed Wait, to be was like this the island that they flew the the cocaine. I was watching the Netflix series. This was, was this the island they this, bought? This was not. Ah. The whole thing was one big snow job. The island was not o- was not owned by Pablo Escobar. It was ever. just like a gravelly man. That's why yeah, all these people spent, the spent twenty five grand to go. They're like, we could just dig around. Yeah. Find- Hey no, man, we'll find a stash, dude. We I'm gonna go week. search for arrowheads for five hours. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So. Um, the island was not owned by Pablo Escobar. <laughs> the island was not a private island. It was sand hotels all over the place. Employees lived there and stuff. Um, <laughs> and it was also not an easily accessible place. Like the, it was like highways to and from. Right. So when stuff went bad, when the weather went awry, when they when, didn't have any campsites or food or water, that's all people like got. That. They or paid bathroom. all this money, thinking, "Yeah, man, we're gonna go in all these. I'll get all these huge accommodations. You know, meals by some." Uh, Who's the famous chef? Uh, I don't know. Wolfgang Puck. Oh, jeez. Like Wolfgang Suck. Yeah. Wolfgang um, Suck. Yeah. 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 I mean, was, was... We, we got Chef Paul Jones, son. <laughs> it's like, is Prudhomme, is, isn't he dead? Uh, don't worry about it. Just come. Give us money. <laughs> yeah, but I think give the original money. push for this, too, was just like, yeah, you know, people come to this and then you can rub elbows with models and it's kind of like a networking yeah, event they, as they well as a concert it too. It was thick. just laid in r- yeah. Yeah, right. rub elbows with models. Well, that's, yeah. that's the thing. Supposedly, now here's what gets me. This was supposedly the first one of these ever and it was going to yeah. be an annual event. Uh, <laughs> fly out and see it and so and so. Yet they had all this footage, this dope ass concert with Blink-182. Word, and they show Blink-182 concerts. Like, this this is the first whatever. Where do you get this footage from? What's, right. what's all this going on? They hired people and they hired nothing but like models. Everyone here is Gonna be great looking. Everyone here was like was like a second and third place on America's top model. 
<laughs> you know, um, they had all they had like, oh, it's beautiful wildlife and like models kissing like uh, I don't know um, what do you call it? like a uh, like a uh, uh, pet pigs and stuff. Yeah, I was gonna say there, there wasn't even any pigs. Yeah, yeah. all I see in the Bahamas is like all oh, these pigs swimming with swim with the pigs. Yeah, Kardashians Big in island. the advertising everything. <laughs> they shaved you know? them down. And when people got there, oh Jay, you were particularly enamored with some of the accoutrements. You want to lay it on what they actually got when they what they actually found <laughs> when they arrived on the scene. They had tents there, tents that were half built, mm-hmm. um, so they had like small tents. <laughs> Big tents. Yeah. Um, the food accommodations. Someone complained about how they paid extra for food. Yeah. It was two slices of bread, two <laughs> slices of cheese, and definitely like the bottom of the salad bowl salad. Oh, you know, it's like really soggy and nasty. Yeah. So it's not even a grilled cheese. It's the not even. No, it was just they got, legit. They got summer camp rations, man. It was worse than summer camp rations. It was it's like if camp. they had summer camp rations, it'd be better Can't off. Can't even like, get no bad. chicken in the biscuit or anything. Got minimum prison rations. Mm. Nothing. Yeah, it was, that it sounds was like prison rations. It really does. It was pretty bad. It was. It was just. Folks were upset. They were heated. But the funny part, I mean, and Pat and I talked about this before the show started. Mm-hmm. My level of sympathy is no. And I know <laughs> it's kind of like, you're the thriller priest. You should have some sort of sympathy. No. No. <laughs> but it's like, I mean, when you got that much disposable income to go to a place like this just because Kendall Jenner was there in the, in the advertising, mm-hmm. shame on you. If, you know what I mean? Gonna, gonna I should give you a Pepsi and say sorry. Keep oh, pushing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, was there Pepsi, right? But I mean, it reminds folks me of Wage get on Road too, though. You know, how are we going to get the bands to come? They will come. I mean, I mean, it's to the point where um, Blink One Day Two pulled out the Friday before. Yes, they did. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I mean, a red flag would have popped up the band that I really wanted to see pulled out. You know, that's one of the main issues. A lot of bands pulled out, and we come to find out after Mm. the fact. Yeah, they weren't weren't getting getting paid, paid. and the uh, the uh, organizers sent uh, notices in advance to most of the acts not to show up. It's like, yeah, exactly. It's like, do not come out. And I'm like, okay, what were you going to entertain these people with? Yeah, wh- done? Why, why didn't they tell their uh, their the guests? Customers? Yeah, yeah, their customers, the people they sold tickets to, not to show up. This whole thing was a debacle from point A to point Z, man. Yeah, and sounds like it. It, well, starts, it starts off, they had no accoutrements. They had no setup for bands to play. They had no uh, uh, accommodations for uh, patrons to actually stay in or attend while they went to actual shows that were supposed to go on. Right. And they had, like you said, no food for them. They had and to they get had no the, money. Like, brought out they had to like do like an, an evacuation yep. of all, all their, these people like these people could actually die if they keep going exactly. this they way were because reliant there's nothing for them. on the venue they were reliant right. on the organization to get them there and they were told not to bring any money so you won't get right. robbed anything this is quote unquote a cashless event so they all had these special bracelets they were supposed to uh, <laughs> put money on and they could use them like a speed pass and like they, were all, um, they, they were all they were all like uh, bracelets that were owned by the organizers like yeah, they were they were yeah. proprietary so it wasn't mm-hmm. like it was yo put money on your PayPal and we'll connect your PayPal, it was like its own proprietary thing, right? Like it was also like six. <laughs> so I can't get your money back. Yeah, like, it was also like you know Bart Bucks. You couldn't use them anywhere else. Right, right. Bison right. Bucks. I, said, I, bucks. I got yeah. Bison Bucks at the end. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's like, it's like we don't have money here. We use coupons. Right, right. <laughs> Word, well, they don't take coupons anywhere else besides this place. Y'all ain't got no food. That's 2017. Also, probably a voucher system, system now. Have. They're trying to do the Burning Man thing, where you're not supposed to like yeah. bring money. You're supposed to live yeah, like no. you know. But somehow they they they're worse at it than Burning Man. Even only when they got burned was the patrons here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, fire festival, burning man, I mean. There no, 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 they yeah. knew what they were doing. That wasn't accidental. Yeah, yeah. The one big pun there. That, that, <laughs> yeah. that spell it with a Y and be really yeah. trendy. Yeah. Right, right. Fire. Well, it got 
got dangerous. That's where like things really went straight to hell. Mm-hmm. Like, where they got bad, people couldn't get away, people couldn't get to safety, and because they were dependent on like there was buses and taxis readily available. But these people <laughs> want to get paid. When you got no cash on you, you kind of hosed. Yeah, you can't, you can't like, just walk along. I came out, yo, do you take safety. this? Yeah, do you <laughs> take this uh, non-currency, non uh, yeah. ten, non-legal tender I'll give on you my bracelet? Seventeen cents for the plastic, maybe. But, yeah, um, right, right. It's like it's got four hundred. Now, what was the what was the the speech Ja Rule gave to? Ah, uh, yes, you know, it's like party Afterwards. like we're rock stars, <laughs> f like we're porn stars. Yeah, it was like something, something like, in between. It's like, like uh, yeah, everyone yeah, else was fairly apologetic. One of two released a very a very uh, proper professional. Uh, we're sorry, people got hosed. We wanted to emphasize we had no part in this. Is it ja, is it Jaws? No, this That's is Blink One Eighty Two. They handled things oh. professionally. No, John, John put out a statement. He he did put out a statement. His was more along the lines of yo. <laughs> ah, ah. Was like, when you get back know, to the states, holla, holla. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he was like, "Yo, man, shit happens. Catch me in Fast and Furious 9 oh, <laughs> Right? If I'm lucky. This I just know like- that he had capital. I know you said it was not my fault in capital letters. I do remember that sticking out yeah. of the statement. Was it's it like not my fault, but you know, I do accept responsibility. He's like, mm, wait, what? wait, what? <laughs> yeah, Sounds uh, like Trump. Well, no, no. Ooh, to, to, yeah. to his credit, he did try to say. At the very least, you know, I accept responsibility, even though I was not directly involved with these decisions. <laughs> I'm like, dude, your name was plastered but the thing all is, over it's the not You were the primary figure. It's not decisions. It was like non-decisions. Yeah. It's yeah, like so, no one made a decision to, I don't know, yeah. have money for this thing, like build something. Well, have they something had to ready, have an idea you know? at some point. Like, okay, after this, the... Um, we'll the, put uh, on the, a concert, man. Well, yeah. the other co-founder explained how him and Ja got the idea for the sucker in the first place. <laughs> they were taking flying lessons. Ran out of gas and actually <laughs> crash landed on this island and had the idea. This no. is like a magical. This experience. is like Lord of the Flies. This yeah, is not true. This is not true. Crash this really happened. Yo, P, you making this, this up, bro? Nah, you making this up? I'm not fucking that swear. Now we had an idea of how this probably should expect this to turn out before it became public news. They were gonna have all these rich cats land on this island, run out of resources, and then just like stage their own bum fights. Right, right, right. Like, yeah. 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 Is that why we hadn't heard from Jaru for a while? He was on this island, and they crashed. And no, they, they, no, they, no. They, Jaru was was just like in deep depression over the money he lost from not being in Fast and Furious <laughs> 2. Like I'm not gonna be in your crap sequel. Forget you. And then it's like him and Hector just 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 repenting him all and day. Hector, yeah, him and Hector, <laughs> mystical maybe. Yeah. Well, what this comes down to is, I'd like to I'd like to talk about when we consider after we've gotten our, our you know our yucks and chuckles out the way, mm-hmm. how can cats actually avoid being scanned by such things in the future? I'll look for obvious you red know? flags, I guess. A go or something know? that's reputable. I mean, right, go cool. go with or go with something that's reputable. If like you this have o- the kind of money to spend on Fire Festival, just go to Coachella. As gross as that is, well, that's the thing. I mean, you know, like at least it's yeah. reputable. Coachella is like, like a boon for mu- uh, musical appreciation. Who the hell are the Stone Roses? I don't yeah, know right, who these right, guys right. are. Can I do cocaine to them? Yeah, so, right. Can so I wear an Indian headdress and do cocaine? Yeah, look for look for reputable sources then. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, actually, actually, do you? How? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I. I wouldn't go to the first of anything unless it was probably right. local too. You know what Pretty I mean? Much. I and have a contingency plan. You know, you know what I mean? Like have a, like kind of a backup. Like if you're going to something in California, you're like, well, I can just drive somewhere. Well, also maybe out time. of the country is a little bit. It's a little bit sketchy. Yeah, because so. you know, like I first year out of the country, probably right there. I'd right. probably have some second thoughts right about where it. like you know then and then no access to money like i remember actually um they were putting on a festival moonrise festival in baltimore mm-hmm. and it was like 2014 it's like a big electronic music festival major laser was there as well supposedly mm-hmm. major laser's everywhere <laughs> oh man just that yeah. track record yeah 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 <laughs> and um and uh well they were also at boston calling too and uh the first nice. one and i did yeah, go yeah. to that and that was okay but um 
but uh, yeah, and they ended up ended up. I think it was Steez Productions put that on a Moonrise Festival, but they actually had never even gotten the permits from Baltimore to put this on. Um, so like they had organized the whole thing, booked all the bands, all the stuff, but they the city had never given them permission, so wow. they had to like cancel it like three or two or three weeks in advance. But they did cancel it and get you know get their fans refund yeah, or their, their customers refunds and stuff. No, it sucked because you know we had taken the time off and we had been all planned for it. We had a whole plan. We were all excited, me and all my friends. So it was it was a downer that it didn't happen. But we did get our money back and like we didn't get stuck on an island and or even <laughs> stuck in Baltimore for that matter. Yeah. And they did put on a Moonrise Festival the next year and I think a lot of people like took Bad Molly and OD'd at it or something. I don't know. Wow. But, you know, it was also, I don't know which one I would have rather have gone to, but, you know, it was. Um... Well, okay, okay. At least now you know the Steves. The Steves. Right, the so, Steves. Like, um, so the thing with uh, Fire Festival is the whole thing was one big cluster F. Um, we've got yeah. a little long on this, but I do want to say if anyone has anything to say to chime in on this sucker, let us know your opinions. Or maybe you were there. If you made it back to the States. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many people from Boston do you think there were there? Oh, mm, actually, there's, 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 there's some paid young folks. I mean, I mean there are a lot of folks from, uh, from Manhattan. A lot of folks. I'm I mean, sure. I think in the NPR piece, it was like, Joe Blow, 23-year-old from Manhattan, said, you know, Susie, Susie got money from... Upper East Side yeah, said this. There was a lot of folks from New York who were there. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay. Consider, consider cats also who work on State Street. You know, they on that first gig, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, well, anyways, if you have anything to say on this uh, on this issue, you want to chime in, tell us how wrong we are, how right we are. You got a personal story, whatever. <laughs> hit us up at Geek Down. Yeah, Radio. I'd actually really like to hear these. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, especially if you have some special words for Adam, uh, hit us up at <laughs> yeah. geekdownradio at gmail or you can go right to the website geek downcom and hit us up in the contact section. All right, now, dude, Adam, mm-hmm. you and I got to check out a very special independent movie. Yeah, very special. Yeah, you yeah. sent me a, basically a porno. I did not <laughs> send you nice. a porno. I always, I I always appreciate you sending me mail. I, I sent you the independent movie that we were sent to The review. name, the Blows. name itself was it's, just like, Ooh, yeah, I heard that. Like, what? I'm like, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like straight mm-hmm. sounding it out, making sure I'm saying it properly. I'm like, no, it has got to be. I'm putting the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable on this <laughs> one. This wow. can't be what it says. Well, What's the name of this film, Pete? How yeah, was it's it? It's an independent film called Below Her Mouth. Below Her Mouth. Well, Below Her Mouth, yeah. And, I mean, honestly, it's supposedly set up as a nice story of, you know, a lesbian finding herself and accepting these feelings that she's been taught to repress her whole life and, and blah, 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 blah. What it comes down to is nobody in this sucker were good people. All right, right. it's like they out. meet and then there's something to her. She can't get it out of her head. And yeah. then she she pushes this woman away. And mm-hmm. like I said, she's she's thinking about it. She's thinking about it. And yeah, it's something story brings of... them together. Then, it, you know, obviously changes their life. And there's some steamy stuff in this. Oh, yeah. And, well, uh, you well, know, I'm well, watching well, out my laptop in bed. And, the, you know, fiance turns over and, and starts like, to rise. And like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, launches <laughs> it through the headboard. First of all, um, this it's a movie about uh, two women, Dallas and Jasmine. Yeah. And it's basically Those aren't stripper names. Yeah, what? right? Del- <laughs> and one of, them is, one of them is like a roofer, right? Yeah, Dallas is a roofer. right? Yeah. 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 Dallas the roofer. <laughs> Dallas is your very stereotypical, uh, well, not well, mostly stereotypical uh, butch lesbian. She yeah. has a job in construction. <laughs> you know, she's she's basically a sexual predator. She's very aggressive. Mm-hmm. She's like catcalling women as they walk by, along with her, her co-workers. 
there. And actually, she owns the company, so her employees at Cat She can Collins do whatever she wants. Then. I own yeah. this piece. But her coworkers <laughs> are following her lead, Cat Collins. So it's not, it's not <laughs> even like a bunch of, yeah. <laughs> it's not even like there's a bunch of gruff, co- gruff uh, construction workers, you know, whistling at women. It's like, nah, boss said it was okay. She's doing it herself. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> boss led it. That's the example so like, you got to set. Yeah. <laughs> and and we, we start off with Dallas, who's basically just like a cold. She's a sexual predator. She's picking up chicks, and then she's like real cold to him right after she gets done. Yeah. It's like every stereotype of like a Don Juan type dude you see. She's like the female variation of mystery, the uh, the pickup artist mm. from uh, from that from that reality show. And we follow Dallas. Dallas is the uh, main character of this. I want to say protagonist, but that would mean that she's a good person we're supposed to like. Yeah, that's something you mm-hmm. identify with. She's an yeah. anti-hero? Uh, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. Dallas is a dick is what she is. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, wow. She is, you know, plain and simple. And Adam, then, you co-sign on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah definitely. And as the movie progresses, we watch uh, a couple of Dallas's exploits, and then we meet Jasmine. Jasmine is a um, kind of demure woman. She's uh, she's not really yeah. a party girl. Her friend's a party girl. She's kind of the more... Uh, she's uh, a little uh, more reserved. More yeah, she's laid yeah, back. Yeah, she's also uh, happily uh, engaged uh, uh, to a guy. I think his name was Ryle. His name, his name was R something. It was like Ryle. Yeah, right? something yeah. like that. His name was like Ryle. Uh, we'll call him R, I guess, uh, sure. before we mess up. His name was Ralph. Forget you. <laughs> um, and who's for all we know in this movie, he's, painted, he's a nice guy. You know, he, he he loves and respects his, his fiance there. Oh. They live together. They have a nice relationship. The only, uh, I guess, downside of him is he works a lot. So he occasionally has to leave on company trips. And he's Idle not hands, out there. man. That's yeah. It is. Well, well, not even. He's not out there, like, you know, <laughs> cheating on her and stuff. He's calling her every day. You know, hey, baby, I love you. Thinking about you while I went to this But this girl stuff. comes along, plants the seed right there. Exactly. And that's you know, all it is. Jasmine goes to a club a with her spin. friend. She gets picked up by another woman, and that's where everything goes wrong. So she got turned out. Pretty yeah, good. Uh, absolutely. Not, not, <laughs> not, not even like kind of, sort of. No, that's absolutely what happened. That's exactly. In every, what like, man, <laughs> she got picked up, chased, and then she played coy, and then she got down. And mm. then in between them. I want to get down, this but is, not the first then, night. This sounds like. <laughs> 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 and the way this act, this is act, that's the actual plot synopsis and the way this comes out it sounds like kind of oh it's one of those you know very emotional uh, lifetime movies or such you know a woman discovers her true so nah this is a porno okay, <laughs> yeah it's it's steamy never, man it's yeah. got some it's got some heavy stuff I mean and it's like, a little gratuitous I mean, like, too and you're like wow left yeah. and right there's like full frontal male nudity full frontal female nudity there's like these really intense masturbation scenes yeah wow. very intense but it's and, like and then you think you're like wow this somebody whoever's you know handling this movie is definitely a little got some prurient interest yeah. but it's it's a film made entirely by women the entire yes, yes, crew yes, yes. directed by everyone was uh, a female on and this and one so thing I really did notice women are a lot more comfortable with their bodies and with bodies right. in general because so I felt I, I, that made me feel better is, watching it though you know what I mean once I learned that like yeah I was absolutely because like, I was like this is going some cheesy guy just well, doing this and like exploiting well, these I girls forgot, and I was like I forgot well I was women watching. are exploiting themselves yeah no women do that all the time you can yeah. Well, yeah, but at, at a couple of points, I forgot I was watching a movie and thought I was just watching a short <laughs> right. ABI on my laptop. Yeah. <laughs> right, like I thought I hit the wrong thing, and and the wrong pop-up. So, yeah. so, so, so is this like, you make it sound like this is like, this, this, was how, raw, this is like, his, this is the way it was presented. It was presented in a way which like Caligula was presented as like historical documentary, right, right. like a, a historical document, documentary more, film. More He's sitting like, no, Caligula's porn is what it is. It's not some historical film. Absolutely. So is it presented just like that, that this no, is like a, a lifetime absolutely. movie? You're like, Brother, no, that's not what this is. I swear to 
God, there is no way that uh, that some of these sex scenes were filmed without someone actually dipping the thumb in. You know, <laughs> right. there was there was face sitting, and the he camera gets like here right here. Probably, right. Wow, there was face sitting. The camera gets right here and stops just short of like you know labia. It's, oh, wow. I, 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 it's like seriously. blue is the warmest color. You, know, you watch that movie, like there's some I, I, heavy I duty lesbian scenes in that, and you're just like, this wasn't handled quite like that. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I think, think that movie's like, hey, that's I, a I damn think, movie. Okay, now, now this might be the film nerd me coming out. I think that may have been their um that may have been their out. That oh, we're watching lesbian sex, so it's more uh, uh, it's more artistic yes, than right, just watching right. a man and a woman like you know. Mm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? This yeah. is this is this is. This but it's is, also a woman a, appreciating another woman's woman body, giving herself yeah. over just, you know, to the, the, this woman. You know what I mean as well. So it's just like kind of her expressing yeah. herself that she didn't know she had these things. So mm. in a way, it, it makes sense when it's so like wow, like right yeah. in your face. So like, you, the I get the aggressive this, part I didn't of have it. a problem with this. I just feel it really needs to be like made known. Like <laughs> yeah. this, this, this isn't the thing that bothered me. But it's people stopped listening an hour ago, and now we're like, yeah, somebody's googling this right now. I would have just appreciated being prepared for. Because it kind of like hits you in yeah, the face. Yeah, like what if you were like with your like family? Like, you're like, oh, let's go watch this Seriously. movie. And you're like, oh, well, okay. Because it's pain is a nice What's below movie. her mouth? Boobs! That's what <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> This is a movie yes. I could actually watch with. I'm not watching with my moms, but I could watch with my sisters in the room. It's like no problem. It's an emotional movie with two women right, kiss. Right. What's the worst movie ever watched yeah, with right. a family because, member? Um, actually, we were oh. watching Menace to Society and that sex scene came on. Oh, yeah. I was, I was seven years old. My mom was watching it. Man, and then that scene came on. That's a good one, yeah. And then it didn't dawn on her that I was right there until it was at, it was done. And she was like, oh, uh, That's a heavy uh, uh, movie to watch uh, anyway. Uh, that really give me a glass of milk. I'm like, oh, okay. I, I, say, I come back and then it's on like One Life to Live or some stuff. Right, right, right. It's on <laughs> yeah. like news. Like it's on like Fox News just to get off the channel, right? It's like, suddenly yeah. you switched over. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was mine. How about you? Uh, the Specialist, my aunt watched. Uh, it was uh, okay. that... The Sylvester Stallone and Sharon Stone shower sex scene oh. was definitely one of the most uncomfortable things I've ever sat through. I've got a really And the thing is, like, you can't get up. You just have to just hope yeah. it ends. And it doesn't end. It just keeps going. Yes, yes. It just keeps going. It was so bad. Yeah. That's definitely worst the worst. emphasize how uncomfortable you are. I know. This In the year, shower, too. I was like, uh, oh, this year I watched, uh, I, I, I was watching, uh, you know, Antichrist, actually, which is awesome. Oh, that's a, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. You guys know this movie, right? So like, my parents come home about halfway through. My dad says, down has a scotch or whatever joins me to watch it. Hey, it's Willem Dafoe. Cool. You know, <laughs> no, right? <laughs> what is she doing to his penis? Yeah, suddenly, like you, so you guys get it. Like then, then, then like it's like this is getting more crazier, crazier. And then she's jerking him off, and blood comes out of the penis, and he's like, "I'm like, I'm so sorry." And, and then we keep going because how much weirder can this get? And then the female genital mutilation scene, like very, very vivid. Comes on, I was, we were just screaming at the TV. Me, my dad, and my mom yelling, "Why? Why, Lars von Trier? Why would you?" Do this to us. I saw we that were, in theaters. We were so angry. We were like, we were just. It was actually the only time I've been. Like, I and I love Naked Lunch. I love weird movies. But the mm -hmm. only time I've ever been angry at a director, and I felt like he was being hostile to me by creating this movie. That's actually what he's going for. He's just filming it. I was, I was he's like, this is Lauren. Yeah. I was like, why would you? Why would you do this to me, sir? What did I ever do to you that I? You know, Willem Dafoe's penis is one thing, but but the the the, the craziness of the rest of the movie was, you know, just. I just. It was. It was. It was very offensive, and I don't get offended by things. Very easily, but I, me and my parents, I put them through that, and I'm so sorry, wherever wow. you are, mom and dad. I'm so wow. sorry. I did not mean for Actually, you, you didn't. They walked into it, so They did, that's, literally. That's they came around like nice. you said, oh, well, what yeah. is it? Yeah. Flubber? Or, yeah. 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 Oh, Antichrist. I heard that's a good family rom. Yeah, alone and alone. They came home after like a night out to eat, and they came home and sat down and drank some wine and some scotch, which, I mean, it's a good thing they were drinking that, actually. <laughs> yeah, you just could just tell that. them they made it all up. Yeah, yeah. I was like, 
we just like we'll never speak of this again. Oh Remember that time you wouldn't give me the speaking spell? Take this. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> All right. Okay, so James, tell us about the time you watched uh, Cannibal Holocaust with your son. No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no there's only two. There's only two, and they're not nearly as bad as that. One was um with, my, with me and my mom. I, we were watching. Um, I think I walked in and she was watching Martin Lawrence comedy special. Oh, and he was going. Re- I can't remember exactly what it was, but I know it was something really wicked raunchy. Yeah, any of them. And, any. Of and them. He was going. It was his first one. His first was his classic one. Mm. And I forgot. He was about something about sex, blah blah blah. Okay, and like my mom was rolling hysterically. Then she looked over and saw me, and like <laughs> and she screamed at me like it's my fault that right. I walked in the room. I'm like sitting there like yo, I'm here for like ten minutes. So of course my jaw hit the floor hearing him just say all this raunchy stuff, oh, and she man. screamed. At me like it's my fault. Like, yeah. come on, ma, you saw me walk in. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Sorry, um, oh, the man. second one was um, so not nearly that bad. The second one is um, watching um, watching Game of Thrones with my kid. My kid was six months old. Mm. So during this whole time, you know, oh, we are we are parent your kids like you know you're feeding your kid and not really paying attention. So he was sitting in a bassinet and I was rocking him. And I think it might have been later on the first season where um, breasts are all the breasts were popping out. <laughs> and you know, it's constantly throughout the entire series. <laughs> and my kid's eyes opened up real wide. And I'm like, holy crap, he gets what's going on. He was good. Are you sure he wasn't just hungry? Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, yeah. six months, he could be like, lunchtime. Yeah, oh, right? oh, food. Dude, I, mean, I just finished feeding him. I just finished giving him the bar. Okay, he was cool. Right, so right. he's sitting there. He's like, you know, rocking and nodding. And next thing you know, and that's how I knew Diddy's popping the screen. Yes. He's just like, ooh. And his eyes opened up big. And he looked at me, look at him. And I was like, Damn, he knows what's happening. Oh my god! Can't gosh. watch Game of Thrones. That's why to this day I stopped like at the first episode of season two Six because months. his eyes popped open like, yeah, daddy. I'm like, no. Oh son. man. Well, just a heads up. They end like season twelve now. Still no dragons. <laughs> That's a lie. There are many dragons on that show. There are tattoos. Yeah, uh, you won. As soon as you, I was like, I, I was sitting on one. I was like, oh, mine's the the worst situation, the best, but. If, as soon as you mentioned Antichrist, I'd seen the beginning of that, and I was like, "What? Oh, what? What are we watching?" No, I left, oh. and I came back, and my roommate and his girlfriend at the time were watching this, and I'm like, "We're you're still? Like, how could this be? I missed, it's a more I missed curiosity. the I missed the I the blood uh, the, shooting out yeah, of, of yeah. Willem oh. Dafoe." Oscar award winning penis. Yes. I'm sure he won one. He I, deserves one if he shot blood out of it. I, I believe, yeah. Well, that's, like, he, that's, I would be, that's yeah. game over. I would get one of those time turners and just wipe my mind from seeing that. Oh, yeah. But I I'm know the scene that you're talking about with the later mutilation and yeah. then, like breaking her leg. I'm like, why are we doing this yeah. movie? Like, what? Yeah. Uh, my, my terrible movie situation was. I was looking at colleges and with my dad, we went to Stanford and they had a screening night with like all of the students. Mm-hmm. And it was my friend's brother who was going to Stanford. He was like, oh yeah, why don't we go? Um, this movie screening is Boogie Nights. And <laughs> right, so we get in there and we're like, oh, we hear it's kind of like, uh, you know, Salacious is about the, you know, adult 70s film porn, industry, sure. 70s porn, <laughs> you know, the heyday, you know, good old working class porn. And we're like, ah, but it's about, the, it's not going to be like watching simulated porn, right? And we get in there and it's it's also when the Stanford tree, uh, people are running to be it. It's like their mascot. Yep. So mm-hmm. there's crazy stuff happening all over campus. We get in there and we're like in the middle row, we're like packed in and this place is just mm-hmm. packed with people. And I'm like, ah, this is maybe whatever. This is going to be a weird situation. And then out of the ceiling, some guy drops down on like a, 
on a rope in a harness, completely yeah. naked. <laughs> what? Comes down completely naked to make his pitch to be the Stanford tree. Oh, come on. In front, of a, in front of a packed house. And I'm just like, Was this it an electric light orchestra song playing? You know, yeah. he's just a naked dude. That, the best part was that he didn't come down quickly. He just, it took, because he was screwing it up. And I'm just like, oh, fuck, here, here's this naked dude. And I know my dad's just like, oh, Christ. Dude, and the only person yeah. that's more uncomfortable than me and my dad is my friend's brother who is like, oh, well, I'll be the, the guy telling him what you know campus life is like. And, <laughs> and he's yeah. just like, oh, my God. He's like the most like buttoned-down, straight-laced guy. Yeah. And this is how it starts. This guy gives a speech, and then he walks off. He's, you know, he's naked, and the movie starts. And then we watch Boogie Nights trapped in there <laughs> with my father and my friend's brother who we're all mortified, but I'm like, this is a cool movie. Right, the movie's right, great. I gotta yeah. see this movie Dirt again when I don't have these two next to me. <laughs> right. uh, but that was, that was I felt like the worst movie to see situation with your family until you said Antichrist. And I was like, oh no! I was gonna be able to go. I was like, nothing I can say is more uncomfortable. Wheel himself down, the pulley's all like rusty and No, the best part was he gets out of his harness as he's given his speech, and then, you know, like, you know, out of there. Out of and the, yeah. and the, the, the harness and stuff is still in front of the screen. <laughs> and the projectionist, best line of the night, projectionist said, you know, if he really wanted to be the tree, I think he would have gotten rid of the rope harness. Oh and like gosh. the whole place is cracking up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Needless to say, did you go to Stanford? No. Okay. <laughs> of course not. My dad's probably like, no. Yeah, that was off the list. He's like, I don't want you I don't want you parachuting <laughs> and <laughs> shaking. But now but now I host burlesque, so I guess Okay, well, uh, well, he, well yeah, he would fit right in there then. You should you should call up the Stanford tree guy. Yeah, I'll be like, Hey man, show. thanks for setting me on my career path. Yeah, right, right. Um, I'm, 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 Johnny I'm, go? I'm kind of afraid to ask because we're running low on time. But Johnny, okay. do you have a story? Sure, uh, real quick. It's either species or total recall. I don't know. What total recall. I hope. Total recall. Three boob girl. You gotta yeah. have it. All you right. wanna have some fun? I love that line. Oh, man. Like, oh, Maybe one, you wish two, three. three hands. Yeah, that short girl was, hey, don't sleep. It was very confusing. Yeah. <laughs> right, no, I I and also disappointing later on. Yes. What? <laughs> Only well, two? Oh, I'm a deal breaker. It was paper mache, so, you know. It's, uh, okay, okay, Herb, you, you, uh, you wanna get on this? I can't think of one, man. Thank, thank God. <laughs> All right. Okay. So below her mouth. Uh, well, what it comes down to is this was a ver this was a beautifully shot movie, man. Like it mm. looked fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I was very impressed with the actual filmmaking. Mm. The dialogue is the only thing that kind of threw. I mean, well, then they're the obvious, also delivered. I think one of the, the main girls is a non-actor as well. Yeah, she I think was, she's a model. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh so yeah. Not that's... saying that models are dumb. I'm just saying they're not actors, and you're you're yeah, supposed to act right forte, there. You know. Gotcha. So, I think she was Sweden too. She was playing a Swedish character, but I think right. she was like English was not her first language. Oh. So the whole project delivery. was a little difficult. You know what I mean? I said, you know, the physical part. I mean, she seemed to yeah. know her way around. Also, it seemed to really push you towards. This is these are sympathetic characters. You're supposed to feel for them. You're supposed to be happy about their relationship at the end. Yeah. Like no, we didn't. Uh, we didn't like Dallas in the beginning. Uh, Jasmine starts off as maybe she's just a victim in this. No, she turns around real quick 
And like by the end, we're like, yeah, good for you. I kind of, I kind of hate you right now. I hope you get hit by a bus. <laughs> wow. You know, yeah. And yeah, well, and it wasn't leave. my favorite, but it was like you said, it was it was well shot. It was you know, it, it's something worth checking out, not just for you know the sexually aggressive material. Yeah, I, but I, I, it wasn't bad too. Um, I I liked the movie as a viewing, not something I'd recommend people go see over and over again. But I would recommend people see it once if you're just in the movie to see a movie like this. Mm. What happened to the boyfriend though, the fiance? Uh, he got left. He got <laughs> dropped. You, you already tell you, the chick got turned out and she ain't going back. She did, <laughs> man. And the, the whole thing is, this, this, the, 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 Dallas, you think, oh, well, maybe this relationship will, she'll have a change of heart or maybe she'll become a better person. Nah. No. They, they have, they have some slight problems. The first thing she does, she goes to, yeah, she goes to a strip club and fingers an ex-girlfriend. Oh, I'm wow. Like, hey, all right. May I finger her? Hmm. Yeah, it's just, and it's completely, just uncouth. She watched, she's like, well, I'm not going to get into details. Yeah, I, we I, don't, and we're already I, running long. Yeah, yeah. The movie's called Below Her Mouth. It actually was at um, a few film festivals. It was. I think it was is, like uh, Toronto? In, yes. Yeah, um, I think that's I where, think where it came out first. So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I mean, it's people have seen this. People are enjoying it. So, mm-hmm. if it's if it sounds like your cup of tea, which it might, mm-hmm. I would definitely uh, recommend doing that. But Definitely look for it. You know, yeah. Maybe your Pornhub subscription ran out. not for everybody. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Still, you know, right. this it was it was it was no holes barred. Mm. It was no um no bars over holes. No, <laughs> no uh, bars over holes. Nice, nice. Oh All right, what else we got, dude? A game was played, my friend. Uh-huh. Distance. I'm a big fan of racing games. Johnny, I know you're the you're the game guy, but how are you on racing games? Oh, I love racing games. Okay, cool. The the arcadey kinds, which yeah, I do. this I, is it. I love a good arcade racer. I love combat races, especially where I can drive in like the opposite lanes and knock these suckers out. I love when I get points for creating larger and larger traffic jams and creating just <laughs> mayhem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I come from the F Zero side of things, where it's futuristic racing, bro. Control physics and non-existence in your in non-existent in your world. What's that? Control and physics do not matter. It, it does matter. It's just got to be ridiculous. Okay. Oh. All right. I hear you. Well, the game we played was called Distance. It's actually disca- d- described as a survival uh, racing game. Hmm. Uh, excuse me, the survival parkour racing game. What? Yes. Uh, it's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. I would say it's less racing than it is anything else. I mean, you're not you're, you're not racing against anyone. Yeah, you're one car. You're one car. Yeah, one mm-hmm. car on, on a very long. Yeah, it's a he's going very speed. long track. <laughs> he's all alone. <laughs> so it it's uh it's not a racing game, which was no. disappointing. Mm-hmm. It's very much something else where where you are responding to hazards on the track track and as the track sort of is changing things up going upside down twisting mm-hmm. and putting obstacles in your way uh, you're going to blow up if you ram into any of these things yes. so you want to avoid those to get the best time possible so it's really like a time attack mode mm-hmm. okay. uh, with uh, as Pat said parkour physics and by physics I mean really crazy ridiculous um Gravity. Yeah. The way you get around these obstacles is your car has certain abilities too. Like at one point, you can jump the car, and then while in midair, you can sprout rings. You know, you can also mm-hmm. flip uh, the car to uh, drive on, I guess, pretty much the ceiling when the level itself. Uh, shifts and twists so basically the ground is no longer below you but you don't have to drive on the ground below you you can sprout wings flip the car up and drive the car above mind you it never actually flips you uh, like gravity is still the same you know you, mm. you bring those wings in you'll fall you know but you drive on the ceiling and still that's how you stay alive the game is really innovative in that respect it's kind of like if you played um, Rage Racer yeah back in the day um it takes a lot of those elements where 
the track is not limited to a standard road in front of you, drive it, turn here, turn there, and you're done. This is road becomes the wall, becomes the ceiling, becomes an open space where you just kind of have to fly your car through some wings, uh, through some rings, and then back on road. You know, you have to plan strategic jumps. You have to plan mm-hmm. strategic banks. Um, it's very non-traditional. I think that's where it gets its edge. Mm-hmm. I myself highly recommend it if you're a racing fan because this offered a lot of challenges too, to traditional racing styles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would not recommend it to racing fans. I would mm-hmm. recommend it to uh, music, rhythm. I was going to say, it sounds like action. Rez. Yeah, it, it, it sounds like Rez. It's actually more, uh, Rez is actually really good. Uh, and Thumper is the one that immediately came to my mind because okay. Thumper is more mm-hmm. recent. Uh, and Where this game, Thumper? I didn't play it myself. I uh, I actually have Thumper and I've been playing it. Well, Naughty da, rub it mm. in. Well, I, I actually have Thumper. <laughs> well, I've, I've been playing it in VR and off of VR for Thumper. And this game, because it's so similar to Thumper, I tried this game out in VR. Now it's in early access, like super early access. Do yeah, not play this in VR. In VR. Yeah, or I, you will explode. I or at least get sick. I played for like mm-hmm. five minutes. I immediately got motion sick oh. because right. it, it wasn't implemented correctly. So and it's because it's a work in progress i'd say maybe they're gonna get it right uh but for right now do not get this stay away from it if Mm. you want to play it in vr okay in vr definitely don't get it i recommend checking it out if it's just you're playing you know flat screen um mostly because it's different you know i've played tons of racing games i like a certain kind of racing game because they offer new challenges and sometimes if they offer the same thing they just make it fun you know i love the burnout series because it's just a standard yeah. racing game but it's a standard racing game where your goal isn't just to get from the starting line to the finish line you know your your racing game is to create your your uh mission is to create mayhem and i love that because it adds something new also it's great when you just had a tough day at work you just want to this <laughs> cut me off in traffic i got you and this offered a lot of that. It's more of a, um, it's more of like a trial game thing. All these levels yeah. were like mini games rather than, okay, I'm in this environment experiencing this. No, this is just a challenge I got to get past. And the next one I got to get past. The next one I got to get past. It's like a bunch of mini games. You know, I can jump into them and I can kind of have fun. I'm kind of challenged, but I'm not devoting tons of time to this. This isn't, you know, your Assassin's Creed. So it's a like good game to like play stoned then. Oh, because you're like not no, gonna focus, no, 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 like no, you don't have to like yeah. remember. Oh, it's gonna be too hard to play on your stairs. Oh, it's oh, pretty yeah. psychedelic. It, it does. Uh, the music oh, so is shrooms. like pseudo. Yeah, so shrooms, right? Right. Yeah, the, the music is pseudo retro wave. It, it's kind of like uh, what you'd listen to in Hotline Miami. Mm-hmm. Oh, for soundtrack. It's very Tron. Yes. Oh, I like yes. that aesthetic Ooh. though. That's cool. No, it, it, it's great. I think it looked. I think it looked fantastic. Tron cool. meets Knight Rider. <gasps> oh, wow. oh my God! Wow, that is just wait, like okay, the okay. greatest thing ever. Yeah. Let's do. Hold uh, on. Wait, Tron meets Knight Rider meets Blood Dragon. Yeah. What? Yeah. That that actually fits it perfectly. Mm-hmm. The the aesthetics of mm-hmm. Night Dragon. Yeah. Or yeah. Uh, Blood Dragon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I would recommend this uh, for 2D. I didn't play t- uh, virtual, but it sounds like you wouldn't uh, recommend. Do not. It. Yeah. You you will mm-hmm. vomit. All right, but the game is called Distance. It's the survival parkour racing game. It's available now on Steam. Um, it's still in development. Like, you can play a certain amount of it on Steam, but I recommend it. It's different. If you're a racing fan, highly recommend. If you're just a gaming fan, uh, casually recommend if you're looking for something new to add to your repertoire. It's only an hour long. It, yeah, it's it's short, what's available right now. Cool. I think they'll expand that as, as it goes down. Yeah, and if they do, this is pretty much a no-brainer if you're a fan of that stuff. It's really good. All right, so another movie that only I got to check out. This is this one kind of upsets me, man. Uh, uh, hurts me a little bit. Is uh, Slight, mm. the uh, new motion picture starring, uh, excuse me, uh, Dulé Hill, and uh, oh, I had the brother's first name. I want to say Johnny Lattimore. 
Um, to Kenny Lattimore, what? No, not not Kenny Lattimore, <laughs> not, not, the, not the singer. Um, I'll look it up. I'll have that in a second. But it's the new um, motion picture. Uh, now, the advertising pushed heavily that it's by the makers, the people who brought you Get Out. And people automatically think, whoa, wait, so Jordan Peele wrote yeah. this? No, Jordan Peele did not write this. This is from the production <laughs> A house that brought Get Out, but at the very least, it does have some of that connection, and you see that in the fact that this movie has black people. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah, what I figured. That's, yeah, that's that's their push, man. But this is a very different movie from Get Out. Uh, what it actually comes down to is this is a movie about Bo. Bo is a young man who is very likable, and he's got certain abilities. And by abilities, he's very smart. He's a good engineer, and he's also a street magician. Uh, so he does tricks outside of coffee houses, you know, on street corners, uh, you know, just for random people for, you know, puts out the hat, gets money. That's how he supports him. And that's how he supports himself and his little sister. They live in a house, you know, just in the hood, but like the lowest low areas of the hood, because this is where he gets his money. Most of his money, the rest of his money he gets from dealing drugs. And this part was left out of the advertising, and I think it's actually a major part of who he is as a person, because we see this is a story about a uh, you know a dude who basically gets a buy in life by selling drugs here and there, and he's kept it very simple. He stays out of the hardcore crime life. He sells yeah. drugs on the side. It's he keeps business. his sister. Yeah, exactly. His sister has no idea what he actually does. He keeps her out of the life and relatively Good. safe. Sends her to school. You know, all types of stuff. And he's just trying to make enough money to get out the hood. That in itself is a very stereotypical plot. Where it gets not stereotypical is this dude is selling to high-end people. He's selling to the rich millennials that would go to Friarfest. Yeah. And he's really just working towards a goal so he can get his sister out to a safer area. And he's working for Dule Hill. Dule Hill is an actor who we know as Gus from Psych. We really like uh, Gus from Psych. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we like this great. dude. He's nice. He's funny. He's kind of corny. That's how people, most people he's pursue. He's safe black guy. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. He's a very safe black guy. Safe Most people perceive him from from Psych. I remember Dulé Hill, however, from this movie where I first saw him. He was uh, some gang member trying uh, trying to mug um, uh, uh, William H Macy, and then yeah, and after after mugging him, uh, he gets hurt somehow. Macy comes up uh, comes up on him and gets his revenge. And I'm like, okay, all right, cool. Go ahead, get yours, H Macy. And then starts calling all types of niggas, and you know, and 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 I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, where, where did that come from? You know, seriously, we liked you for a minute. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so that's where I know Dule Hill. Dule Hill has played those harder roles, mm -hmm. so this wasn't as much of a surprise. But I like the fact that they took a guy with that clean, like cookie cutter image, made him likable, and then at, at, at that twist, I hope y'all supposed to hear this. Um, he becomes that he becomes that 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 angry gangster drug dealer, drug kingpin that you expect, and it's a surprise because for a long or uh, most of this movie, you're liking it. Mm -hmm. That's the basic premise of this movie. That's not, oh, they're on a road trip to somewhere or they're trying to do this. No, it's just you have Bo. He's a street performer and a drug dealer. He's trying to make enough money to get out the hood. And that's it. Uh, a girl slips on her number. She likes him. They start a relationship. And then it just progresses from there where it's like she's a struggling student. He's a struggling street musician. Oh. Okay. She's a struggling student being abused. He's a drug dealer. What's going on here? And then... Everything goes straight to hell for both of them. I won't say how because that's getting the spoilers, but that's where the movie gets a little more interesting. Before then, it would be pretty boring if these were if these characters weren't so likable. You know, it's like on scenes with dude doing those tricks. Yeah, it's just it's kind of yeah. But he's doing some cool tricks. All right, cool. And he's charismatic. We like him. All right, solid. And then she's eh, she's she works a boring job and stuff, but she's really like you know quirky and stuff, and she's fun to watch. She's they have good chemistry. 
And then you meet Dule Hill, and it's like, okay, this drug kingpin, but he's a likable guy, he's hooking his boy up and things, they have each other's backs, and then both customers are people like Cameron Esposito, you know, uh, these are uh, like comedians in dramatic roles, I'm like, oh, this is where it's gonna start to suck, but no, I believe all of them, and I'm just having a good ass time, but I'm like, this isn't a movie, I'm just out with friends on Saturday yeah, night, what's going yeah, on? Right? <laughs> yeah. And then some stuff goes down. And then it becomes the superpower movie. I think this was very improperly um, marketed as, oh, it's a black superhero movie. You're going to yeah. have some powers left and right. It's going to be amazing. The Avengers with a Negro. Oh, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> was anyone wearing, like, you know, spandex in it? or There was none of that. This movie kept within, like, realistic bounds. And I acknowledge realistic bounds for what you're talking about. Right, but it's very right. interesting. It takes a while to get there. That's like the main beef I have with the movie. It takes okay. a while to get to the really interesting, quirky stuff. Everything I just described, that would be fine if this was just a movie on TV. You know, it's a right. Saturday. Um, maybe it's rained in. I got nowhere to go. I'm just going to throw this on. It's all good. Watch it for a couple it's like hours. like hanging with your friends. Time. Exactly. It's just a fun <laughs> way to kill time versus I could watch Groundhog Day for the 9600. Yeah, right. You know, but when it gets to the interesting point, um, suddenly sister goes missing. Okay, now we got to get in some stuff. What's going on? Who do we have to kill? You know, and then stuff starts getting real for Bo. You know, it's no longer, oh, my drug dealer's a cool guy. We're just hanging, my uh, drug supplier's a cool guy. We're hanging out. No, now it's time. Yo, some dudes in our territory. We got to do some real stuff. Yo, hold this dude down. We're chopping off limbs. So he's you know, breaking bad. Yes. And it was beautiful when that happened because it's such like a 180. Oh, yeah. Everyone was really likable until stuff got real. And then suddenly, nah, man, you got it. You do this or you're next. You know, it's like, whoa, you know, stuff got real. And Dulé Hill, I'm very impressed with his acting because we know him as a likable guy. I even mentioned when I saw him playing the gangster, he was a little hardcore. This was like he was scary, you know, and it takes a lot for someone to go from like that really likable, you know, likable guy to being scary. And especially when you know what he does in this movie and you still like him and then you don't. Like, that's a good twist. That was solid acting. I definitely have to call that out. Um, besides that, I mean, I mentioned earlier before the show how I was impressed with comedians doing solid work in drama. You know, so um, the movie's called Slight. It's out right now. Uh, I can't really call it anything else because there wasn't much to this movie. It's a very small production, which is something I do have to appreciate because they did a lot with they did a lot story-wise with not a lot uh, location-wise or even budget-wise. This was a very small movie. Uh, small in the terms of we mentioned Chronicle earlier uh, when the kids get powers in Chronicle it's still kept within it's basically shot by hand camera you know they use realistic locations you could go to on a weekend because it's supposed to be these are real people who got involved in stuff well in the situation this is a real kid who was just trying to live a, you know a, a normal life doing some slightly illicit stuff but stuff you got to do to survive in the hood and they made it into a serious movie when the powers came out it was kind of a fake out to say it's a superhuman movie it's a super, um, it's a super power movie, superhero movie because it's not. It's just a dude who could do some extra stuff using what he could do. But that part was also dope because it was just like any time you've been in that situation, it was the most satisfying uh, culmination to a hood movie ever. Cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, if I ever gotten some stuff, or back when I was in a position to get some stuff, that's how I would have wanted to get out of it. And this dude just with some. Anyways, um, the movie's called Slight, uh, starring Dule Hill. And some other people, why can't I see this dude's name? Uh, directed by J.D. Warren. Uh, Dillard. Way off. Uh, directed by J.D. Dillard. Dude, the movie was cool. Slight, check it out. And don't pronounce it Slate. I made that, I made that mistake at one point. <laughs> All right, now, um, one final bit we have on the show, my friend, is WWE Payback. Yay, yay. Mm -hmm. uh, WWE Payback took place in San Jose, California. 
I'm not going to go through the whole thing with y'all. Uh, there are two big things in my highlight. Let right. me give it quick down and dirty. It's, and for the most part, you run a middle pay-per-view. Um, for the most part, you kind of do what's going to happen. Um, Jericho dropped. Jericho got the belt from KO, mostly because SmackDown Live needs him. So it was a no-brainer when it came to that one. Um, Rollins versus Joe will have to be my favorite match. I think Seth Rollins versus Samoa Joe was just a great way it ended. The, the roll-up was just a nice way. It made both competitors look strong. Um, of course, Bailey dropped the belt to Alexa Bliss. It's typical Vince McMahon fashion at this point to have somebody drop their belt mm-hmm. in their hometown, which is kind of dirty. It's like, come on, bro. I know typically <laughs> in the past you will have the, the person from their hometown winning their hometown yeah. in front of their friends and family, and it's a great moment. But he's purposely now having people drop their belts in their hometown. Didn't Bret Hart like, refuse to lose all in Canada? Yes, he did. Yeah, That's yeah, how the right? whole Montreal screw job happened yeah. in well, that the was, whole that nine was yards. Whole family just messing up, though, man. It's just, it's just kind of shady, man. It's one of those sort of things where it's like, Come on, man. You're purposely letting these people have these people drop their championship belts mm-hmm. at home. And it's like, come on, man. There's no need for that. Um, but that's what he's doing. When we own the upright businessman, Vince would never let something like that happen without now. <laughs> Supposedly. Uh, the Hardys went up against um, Cesaro Sheamus. Mm-hmm. Um, Hardys won. My hope is that the way the heart, uh, what happened after the match, Cesaro and Sheamus jumped them. My hope is that they finally bring the broken Hardys. That's what I'm hoping that it happens. Did one of them lose a tooth, too, I saw? I think Sheamus kicked uh, Jeff Hardy in the face and actually knocked his tooth out of his head. Oh, yeah, I did hear something about that. Uh, uh, We'll see. Um, Matt, he ain't pretty no more. Hey, my hope is that finally Broken Matt and Brother Nero show up because this is why they got re-signed. You want to tell them what happened after? Um, They got jumped afterwards, and um, that's what it is. I'll bit my tongue. I see this in the double. Oh, I mean, they ultimately, I mean, they ultimately jumped them because they felt they had sour grapes that they lost the match. Yeah. I mean, there's really nothing more, nothing less. Dude, I think it's they, just a they cheap They went out though, man. There was a whole, like, oh, shaking hands and all this BS. Yeah, it was. I mean, they shake hands and all that sort of stuff. I really think all it is just to set up the justification of bringing in Broken Matt and Brother Nero because they were because WWE was in a battle with TNA, mm-hmm. who um, the Broken Hardys were signed with, because Broken Matt was saying, you know, this is my gimmick, my, my intellectual property. I made this. It's mine. I'm bringing it to wherever I want to go. TNA's beef is we spent all this money mm-hmm. on you developing your gimmick to the point where we did a pay-per-view at your house <laughs> on your property. Named it after your gimmick. Mm-hmm. You know, we poured a lot of money and production power into this. Christian, you your children. You're just going to take off and run with it? No, we no, no, no. no. You give me some money. <laughs> you know, you give us some money. Vince apparently paid them off. So, I mean, we'll see what happens with the WWE lawyers being a... Uh, Property that's being sold Dude, with that an IPO, so that could have been millions. It was still pocket change. Absolutely, say. absolutely. I mean, because my stock isn't dropping, so let's keep it pushing. <laughs> um, <laughs> where am I at? Okay, yeah. um, Strowman versus Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Blah, just big dudes fighting. It's what it is. The only part that got a little weird, a little uncomfortable, and perhaps this is me being a little sensitive, is where is when um, Roman Reigns got a bloody mouth and he was cu- he was supposed to be coughing up blood mm-hmm. and that the crowd was cheering that this guy was coughing up blood. Yo, My thing is this, yo. Yeah. Whether or not it's kayfabe or fake or whether or not it's real, mm-hmm. it looked a little real. It's one of those sort of things that like you don't cheer that the guy is hurt. I know yeah. you can't stand his character. I know you don't like him, but to, to thank the guy for hurting him, for cheering that this guy is um, spitting up blood, that's just low. Bro, you talking about the same the same the same crew of people that would cheer cats getting like body slammed onto thumbtacks. I mean, we yeah. all know that's, we all know that's part of the show. This yeah. is the aftermatch, man. It is like you're cheering thank you to the guy for beating up the guy to spit up blood. You're cheering thank you to Strowman for Roman Reigns spitting up blood because you don't like Roman Reigns' character. Right. Apparently, just kind of like. 
we gotta draw the line somewhere, man. I don't, I don't like the guy's character either, but I don't want the guy to seriously get hurt or right. be hoping that the guy really got hurt. Mm. My buddies are telling me I'm being a little sensitive on it. I'm like, I don't know. It just seemed a little weird. I think, I think I, it's general compassion. I maybe. think that's generally not being barbaric. Is is to, you Pretty know what much. I mean? Not not want people to get you know uh, mortally wounded or or actually injured on on something like that. And, and it's, you know, this isn't the Coliseum. Pretty much. I mean, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, I'm assuming that it was all part of the gimmick, but it just seemed a little weird that everyone's cheering at this guy. He's got this guy's coughing up blood. You know what I mean? It just felt felt a little weird for me. But overall, it was an all right fight. It's just what it was. Mm-hmm. What I want to highlight is two things. Well, one thing mainly now. The House of Horrors match with Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. Honestly, the match was blah. Um, I think Final Deletion, which was TNA's thing with the Broken Hearties, was a much better done product. Ultimately, what it was was that... um. <laughs> The whole time I'm watching this, I'm thinking, hmm, did Vincent Man just rent out this house to have this fight in? Or did he build this setup from the from scratch? Because WWE is a production company. Just like WWE Studios, just like what you mentioned with Slight. Yep. WWE will co-produce that. Mm-hmm. So I mean they're, they're their own studio. So I'm sitting here watching this. I should be watching a fight. I should be watching a match. But I'm thinking, wow, if somebody really released if somebody really did lease their house, that's gonna be a lot of cleanup afterwards. <laughs> so I mean I'm gonna show how entertaining the match was, because it really wasn't. Nah. Uh, house used to belong to test. <laughs> Say again? Used to belong to Test. <laughs> used to be Test's house. <laughs> so, I mean, it's to the point where at the after show, Jerry Lawler was like, yeah, man, I didn't really like the match either. I was wondering, wow, if that's somebody's house, that kind of sucks. They just messed up that guy's house. Um, <laughs> so I mean, it's kind of weird when you have your, your, your commentators commenting the same thing I'm actually thinking. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the match, because the way it was set up, said Wyatt and Orton fought in this house. They take a limo back to the arena, and they finish the fight, which the whole thing just seemed <laughs> cheesy to begin with. <laughs> It's just ridiculous. Um, Ultimately, the thing that I liked about it and which really worked at the end was when Jinder Mahal, who was the number one contender for the for the WWE title, did a run in and interfered the match. Mm-hmm. The reason why I like it is because this guy has worked incredibly hard and he became number one contender. And the internet went nuts. Why is this guy number one contender? He doesn't deserve it. The only reason they're doing it is because WWE is moving into the Indian market and he doesn't deserve it. And ultimately, it's just I believe they're hating on the guy because he's Muslim and he's Indian. Because ultimately, that's why I think the reason why some of the fans are hating on him. Because mm. this is what WWE does all the time. When well, they move, the, a, go ahead. They, they, I'm sorry. There is a precedent for that, though, man. Yes, I mean, it is. We talked about it. Like, yes, know, we they, did. They'll, they'll push. Uh, they'll push uh, Japanese wrestlers. When, well, Asian wrestlers in general. When uh, specifically Japanese, when they moved it to the Japanese market. I yeah, mean, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I think it was uh, with Sheamus uh, pushing to um, the if uh, Balor and Lynch when they moved mm-hmm. to the UK market. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, uh, so uh, it's when they uh, moved in the Juggalo market, man. So maybe it's like, you know, it's be a trying to get those Juggalos, man. You know. So ultimately, there's nothing new about this, but at the same time, Mahal is a great wrestler. So for him to do a run-in on this match with these two superstars, with two former champions, mm-hmm. for him to do a run-in, signal that this guy is at that level now. So I thought it was great for him to be able to interfere in the match, and of course, Orton lost, but it was really good in that particular way. Mm-hmm. So I mean, overall, I mean, oh yeah, by the way, um, oh yeah, I mentioned it that um, Becky Lynch, I'm sorry, no, that uh, Alexa Bliss got the belt from Bailey, and Bailey lost in her hometown. Um, I never, can hear the excitement in your voice, brother. I mean, because it, it, was, it was one of those sort of things where you knew the results were going to happen. It was those one-in-the-mill sort of things. It's what I mentioned before, how WWE is going in a direction in which they're a little more predictable, at least with their Raw brand. Mm-hmm. They're a little more predictable. They're giving the they're giving the WWE fans what they want, but not wrestle, not necessarily the wrestling fan what they want. And I mentioned this before. There's a difference between a WWE fan and a wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. And it's ultimately, they just gave the WWE fans what they wanted with this. The guys they wanted to win, won. The guys they wanted to lose, lost. It was just simple as that. Mm-hmm. And that's all I got. I mean, if you want to watch it, eh, watch it. Let it play in the background. 
I'm looking forward to the I'm looking forward to support to the SmackDown pay per view that's happening on the 21st of um April. I mean, 21st of May is what I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. That pay per view that's gonna be a good one because SmackDown just does better work. All right, we're and that's all I got. We gonna have you on a report on that? Um, yes, you are. All right, cool, cool. All right, before we go, as a uh, final word, Mr. Kevin Harrington's been so silent all show. Uh, has uh, has that for the people before we take off? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to do a quick plug for the Slaughterhouse Society. That was uh, amazing. Thank you. And no, no, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Good night. Uh, they are doing a Cage Against the Machine uh, burlesque show tribute to the works of the great actor Nicolas Cage. Nice. That's uh, awesome. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So the James Franco of his day. Yeah. Comedy, <laughs> sexy comedy, burlesque, uh, all hosted by uh, Mike D'Angelo from Old School Game Show. I know that guy. And uh, uh, it's going to feature uh, Femme Bones, Ginny Nightshade, Mary Widow, Maggie Maraschino, uh, Terror Tits, Blue Hill, Michael Geary, Kimmy Moore, and the piece de resistance is Face Off. Which is nice. like my Citizen Kane. Wow. Um, so it's a really great show. It's going to be this Saturday starting at 8 o'clock over at the Somerville Theater. Uh, or excuse me, uh, 7 o'clock at uh, the Somerville Theater. So get your tickets. They are uh, live right now. Get them fast before they're gone in 60 seconds. Shame yourself. No, don't condone no. Next. I know. And if, if I may, a uh, cheap plug for uh, Holy. Snacks, uh, Archer Burlesque this Sunday in mm-hmm. Oberon. Uh, I'm going to be hosting that. It should be a lot of fun. It's uh, this Sunday we got two shows, and uh, Wednesday we got uh, a show as well. So All check right. it out. Cool. Thank you very Word. much, sir. All right, we've just about run out of time, like we did about ten minutes ago here on the Geek- <laughs> <laughs> here on the Geekdown. But I want to thank you all for joining us for another action-packed, awesome show. If you are just listening, not watching, you can watch us every week on Twitch.tv/slash/TheGeekdown. You can also hit us up on social media. We're on SoundCloud, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all the good ones. Instagram, check us out. We're plastered all over the net. Uh, search the Geekdown. We're usually the first ones to come up. And I want to thank in-house guests Kevin Harrington. You're welcome. And <laughs> Pest Pizza. You're very welcome. Uh, you can catch this nice uh, young lady every Saturday. Yeah. On Right here on WMFRadio.com. I'm yes. the Young Jerks. As well as Unbleached at uh, 10 p.m. on Saturdays. No, no, I didn't say you could promote two things. Oh, <laughs> same station. <laughs> Just keep listening to WMF, guys, all the time. All right, good stuff. <laughs> uh, I want to thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank, thank you for you. having me. It's been fun. Uh, well, please, you're welcome back anytime. Thank you. And I also want to thank JM, the Thriller Priest. Peace, peace. Glad to be here, P. Just Johnny. Yo. <laughs> DJ Herbie Herb. Bye, guys. And of course, the yin to my yang, Black Adam Willis. Yep. This man. All right, I want to thank you all for joining us. want to remind you, you can catch us every Monday nights right here on WMFRadio.com, 9 p.m. Same bat time, same bat channel. But until next week, be excellent to each other. Peace. Peace.